Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We now are going to begin the Kriyas Shema, and that's going to be a number of lessons on uh, that. It's going to take us through a good part of the Sefer. So uh, let's first discuss what the rabbis have to say about the virtues of saying Kriya Shema. So the Gemara Bracha says, Great is the one who reads Kriyashma at the correct time, in the morning Shema before the end of the third hour of the day. It's greater than one who engages himself in Torah study. Now we know the virtue of Torah study is awesome. It's very high. The Zohar relates that someone who learns Torah cleaves, as it were, to Hashem literally. And the early rabbis say that the learning of Torah is a unique mitzvah that touches the core of the person. And then the Vilna Gon also says that the mitzvahs give strength to the body parts, but Torah is the essence of life. All the other mitzvahs are tools that connect to Hashem in a way that touches. But studying of Torah is the core without any intermediary. A simple musha will explain what it is. Imagine a huge soup pot, huge, very hot. And then it's surrounding the pot is 613 ladles. So what do you do? You take the ladle, you draw out the soup. The 613 mitzvahs is like the ladle. But Torah is the soup itself. So that's the core. And we're saying that Kriyashma is greater than that. So therefore it behooves us to spend a number of lessons to understand what's so great about it. That Mamish, it, it hits deeper than the core. And we have to understand that the words of the Kriyashma, they're also Torah, of course, because we couldn't even begin to compare this mitzvah to Lima Torah. But because only through learning of Torah can a person cleave to Hashem. So that's, it is part of Torah, but it has an added value in that, a unique one, that it penetrates into the person the recognition that the person's essence is it belongs to Hashem. A person does not read the Kriyashma, he's not connected to Hashem, period. He is separated from reality, from everything. If a person gets up very late in the morning after this man Kriyashma, that's a great tragedy. He's separated from the source of life because Kriyashma is the strongest connection there is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we shall explain. Yes? So maybe uh, in the different uh, positions, you said that the study of Torah is highest, is higher than... So before, this is higher. Before Kulim or making peace between the family and everything. So how, how come that is not mentioned in there that Kriyashma is higher than uh, Torah What's that? How, how it is not it's a Gemara. The Gemara says it. It's a Gemara. 
Right? Pincus isn't saying it himself, it's a Gemara. So we have to understand what does this mean? So before we start the Shema, when you're davening alone, we say the three words, Kel Melech Ne'emon. When you're davening alone, when you're davening in a minion, we don't say it. So what do those three words mean? Aleph Lamed, Kel, that's Hashem, is Melech Ne'emon. And that, by the way, is the acronym, the Aleph of Kel, the Mem of Melech, the Nun of Ne'emon, is the acronym for Amen. Amen means I affirm. So therefore, that's an acronym. Amen's an acronym. So what are the three words completely? So a person is affirming that that which I'm about to say, the Shema, that which I'm about to say is utter simplistic truth. That what? That Kel Hashem is a Melech Ne'emon. That whatever he says, he is trusted with the greatest amount of trust. And that which we're about to say is, is, is all the truest of true that could be. And we're going to see why we need this little introduction. If you're davening alone, if you're davening alone, if you're not davening alone, we don't do this. So what's this, why is this introduction so important? So we shouldn't, because we shouldn't think that the words we're going to say is just some kind of... Uh, Drusha. Uh, it, it, it's some kind of metaphoric understanding. No, this is the reality. This is no less than two plus two is four, and you can never argue it. No matter what you're going to do, if you're gay, if you're liberal, if you're conservative, if you're progressive, two plus two has to always be four. It can't be argued. You don't argue on realities, although people are arguing. A boy is not a boy, a girl is not a girl. But other than the loony bins who think that way, normal people don't change reality. There's nothing to discuss. It's nothing that can be changed. And therefore that's what this these words are. What we're going to tell you is this is it's immutable. Repentance gives us, shares an insight. Someone was asked, once asking him about, about somebody else regarding Shiduchim as a reference. So he gave certain information. He discussed the person. So then the person said, well, maybe you could add to it. So he says, listen, I've already explained to you what kind of boy this is as I know him. Any added explanation isn't going to change who the boy is. The boy is who he is. I can't change that. So that's the same thing before the Kriyashbah. When we're what we're about to say is as true as can be. It's not just a philosophical theory that we can debate. This is as true as true can be, and it's and it's not after we say it. There's nothing more to add to it. Okay. So now what is it that we're saying? And every word's a critical word. Shema. 
What does that first word mean? It really means pay good attention. Prepare yourself to this awesome message that you're about to hear. Because whatever else you might have been thinking about this message, it's all gone once you hear this message. And you're going to hear a message that's not simple. It may change your whole life. Living life before Shema Yisrael is not the same as life after Shema Yisrael. It's a totally different reality. The person who's standing before saying Shema is like nothing compared to the person after he says the Shema and the message sinks in. So you got to prepare yourself. Shema, pay good attention as to what's being said. Now this also explains why in this parsha, Vayishma Yisro. Didn't everybody else hear it? No, 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 no. He really was paying attention. He was listening to something in a way that to realize that this is the truest of all truths. The rest of the world heard about the Jews going out of Egypt, but they didn't feel it is so important. It's going to change my life. Listening means I want to totally understand exactly what the message is. So Shema is like getting ourselves ready for this. And then we say Yisrael. Okay. Which means, again, these words, remember every day you dive and you have to feel it's the first time you're saying these words. If you know, I said this a million times already. Big deal. No, you have to pretend as if you're saying it for the first time. Now, not everybody is prepared to internalize a revolutionary paradigm shift in their lives. You could be told something that's going to have to change the whole way you look at reality. Not everybody, have, a lot of people have cognitive dissonance. So guess what? Only Yisrael, only a Jew whose essence has the ability to absorb the message. Not everybody can absorb the message, just the Jew. So Shema, hear a revolutionary idea that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance to this idea. But as the Yisrael, which means Yoshar Kel, straight to God, you can hear it if you put your mind to it. And therefore, it's not Shema, Listen, world, people of the world. The world cannot hear this message. It's almost like a secret. I'm telling you the message. You could hear it. You could internalize it. You can live by it. The rest of the world cannot do it. They're not capable of doing this. This is what Shema Yisrael is about. Yeah? So, when you say Shema, Shem has to be stressed by the the way I said it, shitba. It's a shva, no. It's a moving shva. It's not shma. It's not shma. It's shitba. Shema. You don't pause. Shema. That's why when you write it in English, you should not write S H M A, which is shma. 
S-H-E-M-A, Shema. Very important. Many people don't even say the words right. Shema, not Shema. Okay. Yisrael, not Yisrael. Yisrael. Shema Yisrael. Now, what is the message? Well, the first word, this, the first next word is the beginning of the change. Yud, hey, vav, hey. Okay? That we pronounce as Aleph, Dalit, Nun, Yud. Hashem. Okay. That name of Hashem is made up of four letters. First, the letters hey, vav, hey. That's one word. And then a prefix, the letter yud. Okay. What does hey, vav, hey means? Means existence. Existence. Hove, existence right now. And that means the essence of existence. And the Yud talks about the consistency of something. Like, This is what Eov used to do. So what is Hashem doing? Hashem which is Mahavet, he brings into existence. Hashem is a bringer into existence. Yud always, always does it all the time, every moment. Yudevavhe means constantly God is making things exist. Everything we have in reality, there's a lot of things that exist in reality, but then there is the essence of reality. That includes everything. Everything that's in reality comes from the essence of reality. And Hashem provides that essence to everything we see. That's yud hey vav Hashem is the core reality of all these things. And you might think, well, maybe there's something outside of Hashem. Maybe there's something else that has Hashem. And the answer is that's something else. Either it has a reality or doesn't. If it doesn't have reality, it doesn't exist. If it has reality, its reality comes from the source of reality, which is Hashem. So Hashem is the cause of all reality. There's no such thing as reality outside of Hashem's will and desire. That's what calling Hashem that name, that's a revolutionary term. You go tell, explain this to a goy, they don't know what you're talking about, they will not accept this. Every single thing in the world exists by Hashem. And the real existence is coming from Hashem. Now that's a very strong statement. That means all of reality comes out of God's will. So what if a person does something against God's will? Well, he's nullifying the will of God. And if you nullify the will of God, then what have you done to reality? You've nullified reality. You've nullified the patriarchs. You've nullified the tribes. You've nullified the rabbis. If you if you decide, well, God gave us a Torah that defines reality. So what are you saying? You're defying reality. 
that's a pretty serious thing. We don't realize what that means, defying reality. That means you're crazy. Now, the rabbis say the following on the the, the 13 attributes of mercy. Hashem, Hashem. yud hey vav hey yud hey vav hey. What does that mean? I am Hashem before you sinned, and I am Hashem after you sinned, and you do tshuva. What does that mean? means when a person sins, he really is removing the essence of reality from reality. And then he should be finished. He should no longer exist. But it's a kindness of Hashem. He wants the world to exist. There's still a new existence that's called after the sin, if he does tshuva, that exists in the world. The Gemara Gidush says a person who sins He's like he has burnt up an entire Sefer Torah and hasn't left one letter of the Sefer Torah. And we know because the Torah is it's the source of existence in the world. And if you desecrate and burn the Sefer Torah, there is no world. That's how terrible a sin is. person needs something that's not kosher. It's like you burnt the whole Torah because the whole essence of reality is the will of Hashem. And the will of Hashem is expressed in the Torah. And if you're pulling out the will of Hashem, then there is no existence. The world is destroyed to nothingness. But why is it not? Because God is very patient. And there's a new reality set, which means reality after sin. The will of God is there's reality even if you deny the will of Hashem. Okay. And therefore, we got to prepare ourselves for this word Shema, if we really understand what that means. If, if if you go to a person who does not know that there's a concept of Yudei Vavhei, he has a certain way of looking at the world. Once he truly internalizes what Yudei Vavhei means, you can never look at the world the same again. It's not a world to do what you choose. The world is totally dependent on God's will. And God has defined what his will is. God says, food in the world must be eaten with recognition of Hashem as two plus two equals four. If you eat food and don't make a bracha, that's like saying two plus two equals seven. And now go try to figure out your accounts by saying that two plus two equals seven. You want to sell a house? Well, let's figure the costs. Well, we have to spend $2 million on this. We have to spend $2 million on this. Okay, therefore, we're going to sell it for $7 million. Now, go try to do a deal like that. What do you mean? I want some, but it only costs $4 million. What do you mean? 2 plus 2 equals 7. So that, 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 that's, that's a total mindset. And therefore, the Gemara says something fascinating. So therefore, you got to be ready for this. Shema, listen to this revolution, and only a Jew can do it. The first thing you gotta hear is there's a concept of yud That itself is a game changer. But nothing more says something interesting. If a person says yud the way it is spelled, like Lo Lenu, the Jehovah Witnesses, he has no portion in the world to come. Whoa, no portion. I don't say Ado with Noi, but instead I say the way it's pronounced, yod hey vav hey, I have no portion world to come. How do you understand this? So imagine 
you have a, a really big plane that's got a huge engine. And for whatever reason, they need to decommission the plane, but the engine is still good. It's a huge, massive engine. And what do they do? They just want to save the engine. Good. So what do they do? They put this huge engine in a, in a twin prop. In a little, little small plane. What's going to happen? It won't be able to take the power. Imagine if you're plugging in a vacuum cleaner to the main, the main source of power before any transformers. It's going to blow apart. It can't contain it. A Jew who says and pronounces the yud hey vav hey, the way we are in this world cannot live with that reality. We only could say it in the next world or the coin godel on Yom Kippur in the base of Mikdash. When we're on such a high, when we're like a big plane, we can say this. But as a little person, we can't, we can't even imagine what this is. This, the meaning is so awesome. We can only understand it to a certain level because if you really, really go too deep, you're going to say, no point in me doing anything. I don't exist. Yudevavay says you don't exist, man. And on some level, that's true. Well, then, if I don't exist, you know what? I'm not going to do any mitzvahs. And then I can get any little mahaba. Right? Other words can be translated like Elohim. Elohim can be translated into another language. But yud cannot be translated. Now, take a look. You don't have to dare go sit here. Anyway. But uh, some people want to translate as God or Lord. But those are different words. God is Elohim. Ado with Noi, that would be Lord, the one with power. But the word Yudevavay has no translation. If you just translate as God, that's not what it means. Lord, that's not what it means. So now it's you should see in the new Sidurim that they only say the word Hashem. Now what does Hashem mean? So it means the name. The name that we cannot translate. Yudei Vavhei, even though we say Ado with Noi, but that's not a translation of the word. That means my master. But that's not what the word means. Yudei Vavhei, everything we just discussed, now go say that in one word. There's no word for that. There's no expression in any language. So therefore, what do we do? We, we use the word ado with noi. Which means that we don't think that Hashem is only the source of all reality. But he has nothing to do with the world. And he's not involved with the world. So therefore, we express the name of Yudei Havavah as ado with noi. That shows that the, the master... That he's the master, he's involved intimately with the world. 
So although it's Yudai Vave, and what he does is beyond what we can fathom, we have no idea what this is. But if we're going to say that, then we have nothing to do with Hashem. So I say, okay, at least we understand he's our master, he's involved with us, but we know by definition that is not what yud Hey of Hey is. And we said together, we take the Gematria, it equals 91. And those two are two powerful messages together. But that is what that first word is. So Shema Yisrael, there is a concept and a reality of two plus two equals four. It's called yud Hey of Hey. That there is God who is the source of the essence of all reality is one of the truest essence. It's the will of Hashem. And that is a game-changing understanding. Okay, now that we said that, the next word, Eloikeinu, which means our Lord. Okay. God, maybe. So what does that mean? Well, you think about it, when you look at a human being in regards to the forces, to take a look, take a look at the sitter, take a look, go to, go to Shema Yisrael, I think it's on page 100, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, look, at page, look at page 100. And what does it say? One hundred. One zero zero. It's not. Ninety. Ninety. Sorry. In English. Just the English word after Shema Yisrael. What's the next word? Hashem. Hashem. H A S H E M. That's it. There's nothing more to say, and that's not a translation. And actually, acknowledges it's not a translation. Okay. So now, what's this Elokeinu? Well, a person. In, compare, in contrasting to the forces of nature, we're like a little blip on the screen, a little drop in the bucket of the ocean of reality. And you have to think about this, that the person has no control of his world. Do you have any control of your world? We think we do, but we don't. Hashem created the world, and the world is full of dangers, sicknesses, hardship of Parnassah, in a natural way, a person cannot live in this world. And the only way you can survive if there is an king, which is found above nature, the creator of nature, Elohim, is the creator of nature. And he can deal with the natural forces. He can grab onto them a little person and save him from something that's terrible. Now, in the good old days, everybody understood this. They were God-fearing people. How can we live in this world? There's so many problems, so many diseases, so many weather disruptions, so many things that could go wrong. Everybody knew that God had to be there to help you. Now we say, I don't need God. We have hospitals. I have insurance. I have a microwave. I've got a phone. I can take care of everything. Right, what's going to happen if an accident happens? Well, we could call 911. Anyway, you got to die sooner or later. But until this time, everybody was searching for God. It was clear. You have to live. The only way you can live is with God's help. And that's what Avram Avinu 
uh, introduced to the world. Hashem created the actual reality from his desires, but yet he is Elohim. Hashem is not just the essence of all reality, but he stands over, he's worried about it, he's concerned about it, he holds our hand, and he takes us through the dangers of life. And that's what we're saying. Hashem, who is the source of all reality, he is still Elokeno, supervising and guiding everybody's life. So on, on top of the fact that he's the God over the whole world, guess what? He's specifically the God, Elokeno, our Lord, more than to the Goyim. Hashem is supervising us more. And we say it in the plural, not Elokai, my God, our God. Because Hashem is the God over each and every Jew, even if the Jew refuses to recognize it. If we say it in the singular, the guy could say, listen, he's not my God, I'm a sinner. I did so many Averos. I have no connection with him. So we say he's our God. You can close your eyes and say there's no God, but that's not going to help you because as long as you're part of the Jewish people, he is our God and he is watching over you. Shema Yisrael Hashem, the source of all reality. Elokeinu is our God and he's very much involved in the world. And then we come back and we say Hashem again and says the Arizal. We have Hashem, Elokeinu and Hashem. He says those three names are paralleling the three forms of intellect, Chochma, Bina, and Das. And why does he say that? Because there's a Pasuk in Mishle that says, Hashem, Bechochma, Yisador. It's Hashem, Yurei With wisdom, put the foundation of the world. Konein Shomayim, he established the heavens, Bitfuna with Bina, and Bidato with his das to homos the foe is able to break through the depths. So it's it's three words that are said there. But it's much more than that because we know Chachma, what does Chachma mean? It's defining a fact. Two and two is four. That's Chachma. This is a table in front of us. That's Chachma. I didn't make, I didn't come up with it. It's a reality. That's all. That's Chachma. The stars are in the heavens. Right? Even if I don't understand it, they're stars. Bina means we expand on what we know to be true. You take that information and you expand on it because you understand what it really means and how it affects things and what can come out of it. That's Bina. Das is to live in that reality, not just as a theoretical thing. You live at that, with those truisms that exists. And that's das. It really affects me in such a way. Chachma, there is gravity. Bina says, stay away from, from being at the edge of the roof. You could fall. It, or in other words, if gravity can kill you, das says, and therefore put a guardrail up. Live in that reality. Hashem, Hashem, that's Chachma. Hashem is the creator of every reality. That is a chachma. That's a fact. Elokeinu is to understand that that God is not just a source of all reality, but he, because he's God and he created the world, he had to have a purpose, so therefore he's involved and he's 
supervising. That's Bina. And then we come back to the next Hashem. That's the Das to connect you to that reality. To see the reality as that. To see in a, in a seed, in a fruit, there's incredible wonders. To see in a page of Gemara, in everything, Hashem Echad, He has that whole reality. Hashem Echad is the Das. To live in the reality that everything is one, all is interconnected. Chachma Binen Das. With this, will tomorrow, Ershal is going to Baruch Shem Kivod, Malchusol Leolim Ed.